0: In this episode, we talk about actionable steps to get you to your island to figure out what your goals are and how to obtain them by planning backwards. That was a little spoiler alert, but we also talk about fear in the market and how you can conquer that because education mitigates fear. So you need to go out and find your team, find your agent and find your mentor that can get you started today.
1: Welcome back, Turnkey family. We're your hosts, the Turnkey Brothers, brought to you by Boise Turnkey. And this is episode number five. We're so excited to have you guys here today because we wanna reach out to all those new real estate investors. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Eric Giovanucci. The reason why he's a very awesome guest to have on this show is because he's gonna teach us why it's so important to have an agent, a real estate agent who's not only um, accredited in the a real estate agent field but he's also an investor himself not and not only does he invest but he does flips himself he gets in the market and he's not afraid to make mistakes so he's going to have the same goals and values that you guys do nailed
0: it
2: yeah you Make me not a lot better than i am thank you appreciate that
0: now you just got to not screw it up <laughs>
2: oh man okay
0: uh, so let's start where start off with uh, how you got into real estate. What was your transition? Because you were in the military before, right?
2: Yeah. So I was uh, I was on active duty for 13 years. And like everyone in the military, they finally get to a point where they're like, I am so done with this. Yeah. And so it's like, what's my exit strategy? Yeah. And my exit strategy was, I don't know. So uh, back in like 2012, 2013, I uh, hit the whole bigger pocket scene up. And it was still kind of new. It was very much just a forum. Mm-hmm. They weren't selling things yet. It was still Josh Dorkin and Brandon Turner. Nice. Right yep. Before yeah. that. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you know, it was cool, but uh, definitely wasn't the knowledge resource that it is now. So it was still kind of hard to, like, navigate it and learn things. But, uh, yeah, so went through that, and then I got into my first, uh, first house in El Paso. I was 23. I bought a new construction, probably my worst purchase, but I got it. So nice. that was, like, the most important thing was just getting into it. Um, at the time, was it a great thing? No, but over time it turned into a rental and that's kind of, it kind of pushed me to do that every time I'd PCS around. So every three years or every two years I'd move around and I'd grab another house. And then I got a little bit more courage and I'd get a house that needs some work and force yeah. some appreciation through it. And then, uh, I sold everything off in COVID cause I was scared like 90% of the world. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Missed out on a lot of, of appreciation, but, uh, definitely made a lot of money on that. So yeah
1: i love that you talked about how afraid you were at first to buy your first home and you said this is what back in 2013 yeah i remember those years like if you bought a house then your friends were looking at you like are you crazy like yeah. the market is so expensive we just had a crash what are you
2: thinking like what was going through your mind when they were saying that oh man i was like being dissuaded from everyone so like i come from a family that doesn't even my mom's never owned a house before mm-hmm. like still to this day hasn't owned a house okay. hopefully she doesn't hear this <laughs> sorry mom <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I didn't really have anyone to lean on. So everyone was kind of like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And the, in the military, you have, like, your supervisors that are also in charge of everything you do in your personal life. Yeah. And they're like, you don't know what you're doing there, stud. You need to not buy this house. And I'm like, that's exactly why I'm going to do it. You go get yes. yourself a
0: Corvette with a 13% interest rate. <laughs> you do it now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that is acceptable. But don't you buy a house with a 5% interest rate or, right. four or whatever it was at that time. Yeah, incredible.
1: Yeah, I feel like we, we see a lot of that today, too. I mean, I get that the market is as expensive as it ever was. But guess what? It's always been that way because it always goes up over time. You know, it's educating yourself and finding the right team, the right people around you that you can lean on that you were just talking about.
2: Yeah. And uh, I mean, here's the thing. So like we were saying, like find the right team. I just did the thing that everyone does when I made this purchase. I was on Zillow and I clicked the first ugly mug on the right hand side. And I was like, cool, this guy looks like my guy. (laughs) Boom. Done. Nice. And that was a terrible idea. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. but i mean i got the house so yeah. it um could i have probably bargained or could i have done whatever maybe yeah but uh come to find out this guy actually worked with the builder so the best interest was was for the builder not for me sure yeah so i uh, yeah it kind of leads into you know what you had brought up when we were coming here and it's just like hey like let's talk about why it's important to make sure you have the right team members uh or find the right people to do the right things
1: right yeah because um, you don't know what you don't know
2: no, and, and frankly, all of us will in this space have something that we can bring to the table. And you don't know what that is until you start asking around. Am I the guy that's going to go show you new build construction? No, I'm not that guy. I don't have the right contacts in it. I don't know who owns Boise Hunter Homes or whatever, but yeah. there is people that can help you do that. Okay. So asking around and making sure you're finding the right professional to lead you in the journey that you want to go on is, I mean, it's paramount.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, that's a lesson that I feel like a lot of people learn the hard way, as it is, you know, just finding the right team and understanding that you have weaknesses that you're not good at, you know?
0: Or it's a lesson that, especially when it comes to buying a home, people never, never learn because you buy a house, what, maybe every primary residence, probably every five to 10 years, depending on how your family scales or descales. Uh, So you don't know what a good agent is or what a bad agent is because you have such a few and far between experience of what agent you've used that you never learned that lesson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or what's a good deal? What's a bad deal? Exactly. So let's take it back a little bit to where you made that transition from your W-2 mindset in the military. I'm sure everybody can relate what it's like to have your 9-to-5 job and then going into the unknown of,
0: all right, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah, especially a government job that's very, like, secure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I, uh, I was actually really blessed. So after being in the Army for back. so long, I, um, they gave me like an opportunity called the, um, I forget what it's called, it was career skills program. Oh, yeah. So you're put on like an internship for X amount of time. I happened to get nine months of an internship. Whoa. So I was paid, I mean, handsomely. I was a prior enlisted officer who was living in Boise, getting paid for living in Alaska, doing an internship. So it's, I mean, whatever the money is, I think it was like $120,000 salary year job as an officer. And I got to use that to basically learn real estate as an agent for that entire time. So I'm a bad example of completely, like, leaping out. That's a
0: nice way. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I had bumpers on, man, Uh all day. Like, it's easy to bowl 300 when you got bumpers on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. No, I mean, that's fair. But that also goes to show that you're intentful with, with your decision. Yeah. You know, you set up the right processes to make
2: sure that you're going to be successful.
0: And was this before or after you sold off your original portfolio? Uh,
2: I did that right before all that. So okay. when we were still in Alaska, I started just selling things okay. off.
0: And what was your portfolio? What did it look like at that time? Uh, I
2: had three single-family rentals across nice. Texas and California. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Okay, so you sold off all
1: your rentals and you decided – so where, where are you at? I feel like from 2020 to now – You've had a completely different mindset, uh, career path change. Like, talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So, coming into Boise, yeah, I didn't know anybody. Uh, the first person I met was like your guy's dad, right? It was Corby. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I met Corby on Bigger Pockets, and uh, we went and got coffee. Um, and the humble, awesome person that Corby is, he just yep. shows up like a human. Yeah. And he uh, very much held my hand and was like, watch me make the mistakes that everyone makes. And he kind of giggled at it, but he was there to kind of help me get back on my track. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I did that I've you know just bounced around there's there's a pretty good network of people here that will help you out okay so through partnerships through mentorship through friends uh, I was able to just kind of find my spot and where I needed to be right Um and I started off like everyone else when they get out start off in real estate. I start cold calling, you know, expired listings, the stuff that they teach you on YouTube, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. YouTube university. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was terrible. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is
0: is there's probably people right out of like real estate school that are, like, writing down notes right now. Like, oh,
2: I can go on YouTube to learn this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't pay for a Coach, because they're going to teach you the same crap that you're going to get on YouTube, and it's yeah. probably not going to work unless you're good at it or you enjoy it.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. And I found that just impl- uh, implementing that in real life and just trying it out for yourself is how you learn the best anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So after, like, a week of getting kicked in the teeth over cold calling, I, uh, I, I hired a VA. I was like, this is I will spend the money. And I had the backing of, of my, my W-2 still paying me. Nice. I can spend fifteen hundred bucks a month for an offshore VA to cold, cold call people for me, and I got a few listings off of it. But yeah, you know, I wasn't like Matt Bowsher. You know, wasn't making it big time off of off of you know these three listings.
1: Sure, but you are finding ways that work and don't work for you. Yeah. And I really want to touch on that because you mentioned uh, a bunch of things right now that a lot of listeners can identify with, um, and maybe they haven't gone through the process themselves, but. I just wanna reiterate why it's so important to find somebody like you who's had that experience, had that knowledge, has put themselves out there so that they can lean on you when it comes to finding their next or their first real estate investment property. You know, you already mentioned Bigger Pockets, and then for those of you guys out there that don't know about Bigger Pockets, I'm sure a lot of you do, but it is a great tool to start off with, to connect with people, figure out different markets, and just really get engaged in the real estate community. And then once you have that backing, like for me, the first thing is finding a great agent who can coach you along and take you through the process of what it's like to buy your first uh, real estate investment, or maybe you had a bad agent the first time, and what it's like to find a good agent. So, can we move into like the areas of what makes a good agent great?
2: Yeah. So, like I said earlier, like if you're talking about being a good agent overall, I mean it's, it's kind of hard, right? Like you need to find, you know, your niche, like what you're good at. So, primarily speaking, like most of the people I work with that are investors. I do my own deals. I do deals with partnerships. Um, and then we have, you know, good amount of clients that we're walking through their first burr, or their first flip. Uh, and it's, so what's important is, is making sure that the person that you're looking for has the connections in the community. Okay. Cause that's key. I mean, the, no one can do this by themselves. I mean, there's an old, like an old saying, right? Like it's, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. Could it. I get this stuff done by myself? Sure. Am I the guy that's going to go in there and like do the construction? No, if I'm doing the construction, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're probably not gonna you're not gonna live in that house like it's probably gonna fall over. Yeah, so you need to find someone that has the connections in the community that's they know the contractors, they know how to go through permitting, they know how to find the right people to do stuff for you. I mean, overall, like there's a book that really lays this over called uh, you know the Go Giver, Mm -hmm. and it just it talks about like there's a person and there's a connector and they connect people to make you be able to get to your goals and where you need to be. So if you're that. Looking for that first person, like find the person that's going to be able to connect you to the right lender, the right construction crew, the right property management crew, because that's what's key. There's like nine thousand agents in this valley, and all of them can write an RE. Well, most of them can write an RE21. That's not what you need to look for. You need to look for someone that's going to be able to walk you from A to Z, and when there's a problem at D, knows the solution to get you through that. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a. Com- a stark contrast difference between your original conversation about getting on Zillow and just clicking that guy because like he was right there on the right side of the page yeah yeah those kind of real estate agents yeah can they sign a deal can they write up a contract for you sure um Mm. (laughs) but how do you know if you're getting into hot water how do you know if you're getting in above your head like these are some of the things the questions that come up that uh a little bit more of an experienced real estate agent who is also an investor is going to see those those red flags like hey you know we need to pay attention to these things
0: yeah Yeah. especially in in this market because over the last four years in the boise market you could throw spaghetti at the wall and make six figures by throwing spaghetti at the wall just because everything's going to land it was such a hot market um and especially you see a lot of these teams out here that are just pigeonholing themselves and being like attractive agents and we look good so you're going to want to come and buy homes from us and you see these big like agent heads that are these team leads that structure their whole teams based off of that. And people are like, oh, they have a good headshot. They must be successful. They look successful. Yeah. But really, they're just yeah. governing off what God gave them.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're, their marketing is key, right? And that's mm-hmm. what attracts you. Marketing is is there for them. It's not there for you. It just makes you feel better. Yeah. And I mean, sure. we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's. Most marketing from real estate agents, while it makes the home, you know, seller feel nice, warm and fuzzy that their homes being marketed, all that is is for them for lead generation tactics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I mean to touch on that, I I think my biggest thing, I can guess I can start talking to like the hate speech, right? So yeah. like the whole TikTok real estate agent thing, that. That kills me. If you ever see me making TikToks, Matt, call me. I'm not okay. Right? <laughs> I, I'm triggered right
0: now. Yeah. I feel attacked. <laughs>
2: I'm just, it's just not who I am, right? Yeah. But I mean, is it a good lead generation tactic? Probably for some people. And yeah. as far as like my headshot, that thing's not changing for 20 years. Nice. Because <laughs> that's how long it's probably going to take to get me in a suit to go back to the photo place. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I want to touch on this a little bit though, too, because <clears throat> it's, uh, it's remarkable to see that those who are in the real estate investing world who are in that pool of people, like they don't need to market because they already have the network, you know, and, and they've set up their funnel. So they know where the deals are coming in. They've talked to the wholesalers, you know, they have the contractors, you know, you have more work than I'm sure you can manage or handle right now. You know, if anything you need to grow and that, and that has nothing to do with making a
2: video on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, right now for me personally, like looking at growing, like it's hard because I tried to grow before and I failed. Like mm-hmm. I fell flat on my face because I didn't reach out to the right types of people. Right. You know, not having that support system is, I mean, you're guaranteed to fail yeah. if you don't have a plan. Sure. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing.
1: Yep. What's it saying? Those who don't plan. Uh...
0: End up like Stan and you don't want to <laughs> be like Stan. <laughs> it's, the, it's the who's not the
1: how, right? Yeah, definitely. How does it go? Those, those who have a plan. Those who don't have a plan fail. Those who fail don't have a plan. Plan to fail. You can edit it in. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> those who fail to plan. Those who fail to plan. Never mind. Plan on I'm failing. just going to let you keep doing this. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's what makes a great real estate agent. Just separating yourself from the pack of understanding the goals and the mindset that the investors are in. Um, what would you say takes... What would you say it takes to become that uh, well-versed agent who also invests at the same time? Like, Can you talk about some of your projects or some of the things that you've done that you've found
2: great success in? Failure. Failure is what teaches you exactly where you need to go and how yeah. to get there. And, and that can be anything. Like It could be failure to act. That could be failure in a project. That could be failure in a partnership. All of those things are going to teach you lessons in life that are going to move you forward. But the only thing that's not going to move you forward is if you fail to act. Like, if you fail to act, like, the game's already over. Yeah. So yeah. just get out there and run into a wall, fall down some stairs, and then learn from it. It's like walking or riding a bike. It's like everything else in life was your child, and you learned. You screw it up. Yeah. Just don't screw it up so bad that you got to file bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll be all right.
1: Yeah. I feel like even then, you'd probably still be all right because you've learned so much. And that's mm-hmm. the cost of the education. I honestly feel like real estate investing is a cheaper education and has a higher ROI than, like, going to college, for example. I don't get me
2: on that spiel right now. Uh, <laughs> wrong, <yeah>. wrong podcast. <laughs> I went, yeah, dude, I, had, I got an undergrad. Army paid me to go to undergrad, and I started my MBA at Davis. And after, like, the f- first two semesters of Excel, I was like, I will do literally anything except for doing this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, and as far as the education is concerned, like, have I lost money? Yeah. But I would much rather lose money learning the process than to go pay a guru $50,000 and not have yeah. anything yeah. and still not know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I think we've, we've all personally, I've lost thousands of dollars trying to figure out this real estate investing thing and making the mistakes, and wow, I really shouldn't have done that. But then I've earned so much more after it from learning from my mistakes that it's
0: really propelled me forward. Yeah. 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 Every dollar you lose, you make six back.
2: Yeah. Well, look at the story of, uh, who is it? I think it's the guy that, that started Starbucks. I think he got told no by like 450 banks before he finally got a yes. Imagine if he stopped at Bank 3. Right. I mean, it'd be great because these smaller coffee shops would be doing better. Right. But still, I mean, like he grew a, a conglomerate in the coffee business because he was told no, but he kept going, or, the perseverance.
0: Yeah, Abraham Lincoln, you know, he failed several times for about 15 years until he finally won the presidency. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Most people that are successful, they screwed it up for a lot of times before you see their success. You just don't see that. Yeah. That's, just, that's our biggest problem with social media, right? You log on to the Boise Real Estate Investors Group and you see all these people doing great things, but they won't tell you how bad they've screwed up. Mm. So I mean, I would say add that on your list of stuff. Humble people or people that are good at teaching will share their failures with you because it's gonna allow you to I mean pass through those. Yeah. So that's someone else to look for. Right. I love it.
0: Yeah, like you were talking about Corby showing up as a real dude. Like he's he's just like one of us, you know? He's approachable.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Fail early, <clears throat> fail often, fail forward. Those who fail the quickest, make it the furthest. Yep. Rinse and repeat. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some of the projects that you're working on right now?
2: Oh man. Uh, you mean besides trying to get rid of these flips that we bought like <laughs> six months ago, right before the market crashed? There, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got those. So we've we are now turning into um, some buy and hold investors here in the in the valley, mainly because you know the market just tanked on us. So our exit strategies didn't work. So now we're looking at. Okay, we're going to hold. These are going to be short-term, mid-term rentals. This is going to be a long-term rental. One of our partners is probably moving into certain ones. That might be me. So, okay. I mean, uh, after we can kind of clear the plate, um, I mean, right now we've got a, um, a first, like, development deal out in Caldwell. <clears throat> and oddly enough, like, uh, it's on an acre and a half in an, on an island. Wasn't, uh, was never annexed in. Everything around it was annexed in. Right off the MLS, I was looking at it. I was like, "Man, this is like something's wrong with this deal." And they were looking at building single family homes. And That's one of the renderings that they had in the MLS, which is renderings of single family homes. And if you don't know where Montana is in Caldwell, that's not where you want to live. Like yeah. for a single family home, like it's 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 a thoroughway. It's getting busier. They're probably going to expand it. You don't want to live on the main drag. A lot of people don't. At least. Right. So I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this deal doesn't make sense. Passed on. I was like, we'll look at it later. And then, like a week later, I look at it again. And I'm like, all right. Right now, it's zoned ag. What can we do with this that makes this deal make sense? Because I feel like I have some leverage. Because we bought it in May. Things were still flying off the shelves. This thing was on the market for two weeks. I'm like, something's probably going on here. So I looked into it, called the city, and was like, hey, what can I do with this? And they were like, well, you could you know, zone RS, rezone RS3 after you annex in. I didn't even know what that meant. Because every city has different zoning codes and different abbreviations for everything. Yeah. And frankly, I've never developed anything. So, looked it up, tried to go through that whole process. Come to find out, I'm like, I can put two to four units on each one of these parcels after I cut it up. So, we're going to be building 18 units on it. Do I know how I'm doing it? No. I have zero clue. I mean, I'm, I'm like hitting every wall I can. Um, but it's progressing. What is, is it progressing as fast as if my name was like Corey Barton building a subdivision? No, it's not. But we're getting there. And that's like the thing that I was talking about with failure. Have I failed? Yeah, it took me 90 days to get a roundtable meeting with the city but we got it done. So all I know is that after we get through this whole process, the next one's gonna be a little bit faster. The next one will be a little bit faster.
1: Oh, that's great. And the reason why I wanted to ask that question was because I wanted to give a good example to the audience right now. Um, with the market going the way it is, you have to adapt to it. You can't think that you're gonna go and buy a house and you're gonna sell it for a, a, a lot of money because you want it to. Like, mm-hmm. you, can't, the market, you can't adjust to the market. You can't have the market adjust to you you have to adjust to the market. So with that in mind, you know some of these flips that you had, you know, you're starting to turn them into either long-term rentals, short-term rentals, depending on where their location is. But you're able to make that transition and just adapt to what's going on because you see the needs of the market. Yeah. Furthermore, with, with the ups and downs, the valleys and the troughs of, of the market, you've identified that, hey, what I'm doing is right. I understand it. I know it's important to invest. I don't care that the market's going up and down. It will do that for the rest of my life. What's important is that I keep investing, I keep trying, and I keep hitting those walls. Mm-hmm. And, and you giving that example of an 18 unit, like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what market you're in, like, we're still moving forward. You know, we're still adding value. We're still providing housing. And I think that's super important for some of the listeners to understand, like, that fear mongering is, is not a thing, you know? Once you educate yourself, you mitigate
2: that risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the biggest thing is like we're creating a rental class of citizens right now, it, it basically. I mean, that's what the, kind of what the government's doing with these rate inflations. Like a six hundred thousand dollars house payment six months, seven months ago now is what people are paying for a three hundred thousand dollars house. Mm-hmm. So is flipping the best idea right now? Maybe not. If there is, it's probably in cert- certain price brackets, sub four hundred thousand in certain areas. Yeah. That still makes sense. Does it make sense to have the nine hundred thousand dollars flip on Anchorage in Nampa? No, I mean, ask me how I know. I got one. Yeah. yeah, it's not selling. Okay, so you need to pivot. So pivoting and 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 being a you know like you remember Gumby back in the day as kind of bendable, pliable. That's mm-hmm. the thing you need to be. You need to be able to bend and shape yourself to fit your surroundings. So rental class of citizens, people can't afford. Uh, it's not as affordable to live in Ada County anymore. So what's the solution? Build affordable housing in Canyon, where the blue collar workers are going, and they're renting. So you should build rentals. Yeah. Did I? And like I said, I didn't know how to do it, but I was like, I know that's probably the answer. So let's figure it out.
1: I love that you've been in so many different uh, asset classes that you. it feels like you have your, your finger on the pulse of the market. You know, you see what it wants, what it doesn't want. And for me, like if you were my agent, I, that is what I wanna look for in somebody who's gonna help me find my next project or my next deal. You know, if I'm bringing money to the table to invest, I want to find somebody who has the knowledge and the education that's going to uh, fund my funds
0: appropriately.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't just want to throw money at the wall and hope it sticks. That's a terrible way of investing. Mm-hmm. Right? Use me, this, who did that. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what yes. the stock market's for. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to lose money, just go go buy something, you know, yeah, crypto right now. Yeah. Crypt <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have listened to all those guys on Instagram that are DMing me for the last two years, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so... It's not, woo. okay, edit that out. Um, yeah, another important point is a lot of people that I hear a lot of discrepancy or a lot of uh, agreed grievances um, that I hear is like, oh, it's not right for me. Like, um, But what came to my mind during that spiel is the market is affecting everybody the same. So you either adapt to it, kind of go off of what you right. say, and you take advantage of today's market or you just let fear and FOMO sit you on the sidelines and you hold when you shouldn't be or you don't buy when you should be and you just save that cash, which saving is spending 10% every year essentially with uh, inflation.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, so we've identified what it means to be an agent. We've talked about some of the things, uh, some of the different investing asset classes and why it's so important. Could you break down for us, uh, just like like maybe a step-by-step process for someone just becoming a real estate investor themselves? What are some of the things that they need to look for? Like, do I need do I need to find a great agent first? Is he going to get me a lender? Like, what kind of properties should I anticipate finding? Like, how how would that step-by-step process pan out in your in your mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, it all really depends on what you're looking, or how much capital you have to invest, and what you're actually interested in. <clears throat> But, yeah, I think finding the right agent is 100% the right thing to do. Because, one, they don't get paid unless you close deals. So they're going to make sure that they surround you with the right people, the right lender. They're going to show you the different, you know, types of investing that they can help you get into. Um, so they're going to push you towards that stuff. So having the right real estate agent, finding the right lender, because there's some lenders out there that are just box top lenders, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they do really well at residential, you know, resale. And it's, it's great for them. But getting creative with the lending thing right now is super important. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a local credit union that still is doing 10% down purchases on investment properties and 85% uh, loan-to-value cash out. Most people don't even know that. And that's like a readily available product that my lending partner, I mean, we've been using that for the last eight months, just pumping them through there. And when you tell people about it, they're like, oh, I didn't even know that it existed. So making sure that you have someone that has the right connections that can teach you those types of things. That's what's, I think, most important to get started. You don't want to go down the rabbit hole of trying to plan out your entire investing career on your first deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just get through that one. Do that one single family, like, burr. I hate the terminology. But get your first one that you can remodel and you can, you know, pull your cash out later down the road and do some forced depreciation in that manner. And then just do the next one. It's, it's really, like, I think the biggest thing with real estate investing is it's so overcomplicated. Just go and do it. Right. Yeah. It's, and, and there's there's a plethora of information out there for you. You could find a roadmap from, you know, one to 10 of the 10 steps that you need to do, find the right agent, find a lender. Do you have the capital or do you need a capital partner? How are you going to, you know, remodel the house? How are you going to find a renter? Right there. That's it, right there. And the answer is, is the right real estate agent is going to give you the right lender. They're going to give you the right property management and they're going to have the right construction company for you.
0: Yeah, just talking in the in the valley to people that are looking for even a primary residence, not even for investing, I think appreciation right now is it's such a good time to buy here because interest rates are high, so people are scared. They're, they're, I'm not gonna buy because interest rates are too high. I'm gonna wait for them to come down. But I mean, we're hearing that across the board. So what happens when interest rates do come down? Every single person and their grandma, (laughs) your mom is gonna be buying a freaking house (laughs) as a primary residence, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) hopefully. And that's gonna jack rates up. So you could buy something now in the plans to refinance in two years when if the uh, interest rates go back down prices come up and then you pull all that money that you've invested in it already and now you get two houses out of that same same hundred thousand dollars that you put out
2: yeah everyone that i i know that is buying uh mainly like you know primary residences so my team does a lot of like investor-minded stuff but we also work with you know residential mm-hmm. or retail buyers right and the same thing that we hear is, hey, rates are kind of high right now. It's making it unaffordable. And I hate the whole term. If you follow me on social media, I post this at least once a week. Stop saying the whole, you know, marry the house, date the rate crap. Yeah. It's true. It's just a corny saying. So right now, yeah, the rate's time. Can you refine six to eight months if or when rates come down? Absolutely. But what you can't do is change your entrance price on the asset. Right. And right now, they're compressed because we're seeing, we saw 100% appreciation in um Like active listings, so inventory has doubled since last year, right, so what 's that going to do? I mean if there 's more stuff available it 's a simple supply and demand thing more stuff is available, prices are going to come down, and we 've seen it we 've seen ten to fifteen percent you know compression in the valley in yeah. certain areas right
1: and to both of your points, it makes it a buyer 's market because people are afraid to buy like what you were saying, and the prices are being compressed because the demand is going a little bit up, but people still aren 't buying because of the interest rates which allows you the opportunity to make your own offer and your own deal on your terms.
2: Yeah, yeah and the thing that, that people aren't really looking at, I don't think, and not that I have a crystal ball, but I don't think we've solved the housing shortage crisis, right? No. If you looked at the amount nope. of houses that were built in the last decade, decade and a half, okay. it's nothing. So as soon as rates come down and these buyers that are kind of circling the waters right exactly. now come back in, what are we going to see? We're going to see 2019, 2020 all over again, Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. But like I said, I don't know. Like, right. who knows what's going to hold in six months. You only can do what you can control now, and what you can do is you can control your deal, you can get a better price, you can get an interest rate, buy down from the seller, you can take time to do a walkthrough, you can get an inspection. This is a way better time to buy right now. Right. Six months ago, when you had to, like, fire sale everything and, you know, you know, give your first newborn Weave up. everything off, yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> and
0: you hit on a point that's for not necessarily the investor, because we're more number mindset than anything, but the primary resident person, you actually have time to go shop homes now, which is, it's insane to me that more buyers aren't taking this advantage of this because I mean, I was putting offers on houses two days before it would go on market and getting deals that way. And that was, that was the tactic that I was using for primary resident or people looking for their primary residence. But now you can actually go and walk through multiple different ones. You can go to open houses, you can meet the listing agent um, not that I necessarily, am <laughs> advocating for that, but, um, you, you have time to shop your house, especially for the primary resident holder who wants to, you know, have an emotional connection to their house. And it's more than just numbers.
2: Yeah. And well, I mean, it also holds true with, I mean, if you're buying flips off the MLS, right. I mean, how many times in the last 12 months did I probably get into a flip that I probably shouldn't have mm. or could have got a better entry point if it, we weren't in the market they were in? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a, probably a group of 20 people, 30 people here in the Valley that are already in the exact same offers with the exact same terms, difference of $1,000 maybe. And that's what we were, all, we we're all fighting over, the same thing like vultures. Sure. And that was really what was selling stuff off market was a $1,000 difference or could they close a day earlier than seven days or three days? right? That's it.
1: But now that we have time, I want to give everybody one actionable item tip right now is find your real estate agent and just take a day with him and go look at some properties or her or her (laughs) with no, you don't have to have any intention on buying these, but what that's going to allow you to do is it's going to get you into a few homes, see what you're dealing with. And it's going to allow you the opportunity to talk with the agent and structure your strategy on how you want to move forward.
2: Yeah. Ask them to underwrite a deal with you. And if they can't do it, then you don't have the right guy or girl or girl. Yeah. Sit down and underwrite a deal of what it looks like, what the holding cost is while you're flipping until you're Uh refinanced. Have them do that for you. And if they can't do it, hey, thanks for your time. I'll call you when I'm looking for a house to purchase as a primary residence.
1: I I love that. Never even thought of that. That's amazing. There Mm -hmm. you go. If you guys want to do something today, do those things. Meet up with your agent. Have that conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Call me, call him. I'll sit and write a deal with you. Like yeah. that's that's, that's the fun stuff. A lot of people like doing it. Um, yeah. for me, like, so I think I realized I started liking doing stuff like that. Like when I was a kid, right? So people played video games when they were kids. Everyone was playing like Call of Duty, shoot 'em ups. I would play sports games, and I wouldn't even like like to play the game itself. They used to have like like franchise modes and stuff like that. I loved building crappy teams and like making something out of it. So like now I'm like looking back on like how did I fall into this lifestyle? I'm like, wow, like that makes sense why I like to do that because it's almost like a game. it's like a game of chess building a deal.
1: Yeah, that's awesome and getting the right people in place. Okay yeah. so speaking of people, as we exit out of here, um, what are what's like one actionable item or something that a new real estate investor or somebody who's just getting started can take today that's going to further uh, to get them further along in their goals and their real estate investing opportunities? Make a
2: 90day plan. A 90-day plan, and I'll, you know, here's your military thing. Backwards plan from there. Build your plan from where your goal is backwards all the way up until today. What's two or three things that you can do each single day that are going to build upon each other to get you to your end goal in 90 days? It's that easy. If you try to do everything all at once or plan your thing without actionable items in between, then you, I mean, you're going to get screwed. You're not going to be able to follow a path. But yeah. lay that whole path out for where you want to be in 90 days. And then do your one, three, five, seven-year plan from there.
0: What's your thought on goal, like the size of the goal? Should it be something ob- enormous that you could, you in your mindset right now, you, is unachievable or something that in your scope, you know, that pre-90 days you can imagine that a totally attainable in your mindset? Because you don't know where you'll be in 90 days, right? Yeah. So it, should it be something unattainable or something more attainable?
2: It's not bad if it's unattainable because it shouldn't be obtainable right now because if it's obtainable right now, is that a goal? No, you're already there. Right. So it should be something unobtainable that you can reach through small, obtainable goals each day.
1: I love that. It's like uh, the goal is your island. You're trying to build a bridge to get there. I know Brandon Turner talks a lot about the building the bridge to the island. But if your goal is to purchase your first real estate investment property, that doesn't mean you build 10 bridges to get there. You're not going to be a wholesaler. You're not going to uh, be an acquisitions guy. You're not going to flip a property. You're not going to burr a property or whatever. Like Find your one focus, like you said, Take that 90-day goal, make your actionable item steps, and build that one bridge that will get you to that one goal.
2: Yeah, and make sure you're ready to do it, too. There's so many other things going on in your life. Make sure that you take care of everything in your life to make sure that you can focus on that. Because if you're not ready to focus on that, don't take that journey. Make sure everything is, is lined up and you're ready to go. And if you need to create that goal and then push that goal out 60 days so you can make sure that my family is ready for me to start investing, my wife's not going to you know, kill me when she finds out that I spent all of our savings.
1: <laughs> Communication is big.
2: Yes, those things are important. So set yourself up for success by making sure that everything is on track before you make that journey. 100%.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so if people want to start reaching their goals and start investing with you, how can they reach out to you? How can they find you?
2: Oh, man, you can find me on Facebook. he um, will probably have to drop it because I can't spell my name. So there's that. <laughs> I'm on Instagram and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Reach out; I'd be more than happy to help you guys out with yeah. something.
1: So, Eric Giovanucci, you're with Renew Group, is that correct?
2: Yep, Re- Renew Real Estate Group at EXP. I yep. oh,
1: love it, love it. Okay, yeah. So, if, for all you guys listening, like he's your guy to go to. I know. I feel if I'm not an agent, I'm going to this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, awesome. Well, hey, thanks for being on today. Uh, it's been a suit. It's been a real pleasure. I know I learned a lot, and
0: I'm already an agent. Same. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your time. This was. Uh, great opener to another fantastic weekend. A little shout out to my business partner. We're having a diaper party for him this weekend. Okay, okay. We're going to have to edit that out because I don't know I added that. Nope, we're doing it. (laughs)
1: Um, That's what I I, I do want to finish off with this is because you bring up a great point. One of the things that I fell in love with with real estate and investing is everyone is so friendly. They're in an abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And all we want to do is give because there's so much out there to give.
0: I don't think I have a single person that i work with in my circle that i wouldn't grab a beer with or go up to a cabin with for the weekend and vice versa there's not a single friend that i've i have in my friend group now that i wouldn't do a deal with
2: yeah yep i don't think there's one person that i've met in this entire valley that wouldn't spend 30 minutes with you to help you out through something
1: yep. yeah yeah that was the second exit that we had yeah so hey <laughs> Again, everybody, thanks for watching. It's been a pleasure having you, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey, everyone. We're the Turnkey Brothers, and thanks for tuning in with us today.
0: Don't forget to smash our algorithm with those likes, subscribes, and sharing it with someone you think would benefit from this episode.
1: Also, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms at Turnkey Brothers.